Colby Lewis is 5-0 to start a season for the first time in his career after a scoreless six innings in Cleveland and plenty of cushion thanks to the Rangers' bats. Two early home runs, including the first for Jerickson Profar since 2013, and that was just the beginning as they kept pouring it on for a second straight night and as they have been doing all season long, Turning two to put an end to any threat. That one uh, putting a Cleveland comeback in the rear view mirror. Rangers win this one. Seven to three is the final. Welcome to Rangers Live, the postgame edition. Dana Larson along with Mark McLemore and Darren Oliver. And it is now 31 and 21 on the season for the Rangers. Ten games above 500. They've won four straight games. Four straight series. It's a pretty good way to uh, put an end to the month of May, right? It really is. They're starting to play good, solid, consistent baseball on a daily basis, and that's what it's going to take in order to win this division and get deep into postseason play. So they're getting great pitching, great starting pitching. The bullpen's coming in, doing a great job, and the hitters are starting to hit, and they're doing the little things uh, to score runs. They're driving in runs with two outs, and that's key. Whenever you've got a team that can drive in runs with two outs, uh, you know you're going to win a lot of ball games. What stood out to you most in this win? Ian Desmond. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he, that was his pick to click. That's Sorry. even though Profar had, yeah. had a pretty decent game, but really it was Ian Desmond. <laughs> I mean, what, what more can you say about the guy? He's on fire. He's been on fire the last month, and he's pretty much carrying the team as of right now, and it's great to see. One of those games where we can go basically down the entire box score and the lineup card and talk about individuals, and we will do that. We'll talk more about Colby Lewis. We'll talk more about the defense and the double plays, uh, but let's get right back out to Cleveland now for more on the scoring tonight and uh, the young guy getting it done with the bat and also uh, behind the plate. Dave Raymond and Tom Greaves standing by for that. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Dana. <laughs> This one, again, it's about being a catcher, and, and it's, you know, all around the Metroplex, all over the state of Texas, young kids are getting ready tomorrow to ask Dad to go out and throw pitches to him. They all want to be catchers now because there's no better thing to be uh, for Texas Rangers. Anybody who gets behind that plate, they're Superman right yeah, now. Yeah, if you, if you get a chance to catch for the Rangers, you're going to get hot. And yesterday was a two-run homer by Ian Desmond right off the bat that got the Rangers started. Today it took a little longer. It was the third inning. But after a base hit by Jared Hoying, Brian Holiday gets the first pitch fastball, drives it into the left field seats for a two-run homer. But he wasn't done. The one thing the Rangers, Dave, kept doing today, they kept scoring. They didn't stand on a lead. In the eighth inning, he leads off with a base hit. That would lead to a big three-run inning. And the way Cleveland scored toward the end of the game, that was a big rally. Last 10 games, Brian's gotten hot, 12 for 32, and he's hitting the ball with, with power, extra base hits. Two, five doubles, a triple, two home runs, knocking in runs, scoring runs, hits safely in eight games. And when he catches the last, I believe it's the last nine games he's caught, the Rangers are 8-1. and one. So he's, he's leading the Rangers from the bottom of the order, behind the plate, doing a great job. I mean, every time you, you think it's just Bobby Wilson's world and, and everybody else is living in it, it's the then here comes world. Holiday. And now all of a sudden, it's Holiday's world and we're all living. Who knows? But but right now, whoever they put back there has been absolutely dynamite. It's been a lot of fun to watch. And, and don't forget, he caught a good game as well. So Brian Holiday today is the guy who stuck out for us up here in the booth. Dana, you guys, uh, you can break down the rest of them back there in studio. 
We will do just that, Dave. Thank you very much. And uh, not to be uh, overshadowed either, the fact that Robinson Chirinos beginning a rehab assignment as well. So, boy, that position uh, is going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. Let's look at the defense now, doctor of defense, shall we? Uh, five double plays turned in the final three innings of these last two games in Cleveland. What kind of a weapon has that been for the Rangers this season? They lead the world in double plays well, turn this off. year, but again, it starts with the pitcher being able to make a pitch that it's going to induce a ground ball. And the guys in the infield, they can turn it. There's just no question about it. You've got Moreland, Moreland getting one here, going over to Elvis, and then Elvis back to Moreland. You don't see this happen too often, 3-6-3, but they get it done because they are just very good at turning the double play. You've got Adrian over there at third base, obviously, uh, the best in the business at, at, at ground balls and playing defense. And Profar has stepped in in place of Odor and hasn't skipped a beat turning the double play. So, but it starts with that pitcher being able to induce that ground ball and the guys behind him catching it and turning it. I know you love that he's given the pitcher a lot of credit here for that, right? Because maybe in this case they don't get enough credit for that. We're always focusing on the great plays made by the defense behind him. You're right. I mean, but you know what, though? I always say when you're pitching, you're always one pitch away. But you know, you always got to have that in your mind. You're one pitch away. And then when the, you know, when you're a pitcher and you make the pitch, you want that ball turned. So I always give credit to the defense because if I get a ground ball, I want that play turned right away. I want every play made, to be honest with you. But for sure, you <laughs> want the double play ball because usually you're kind of in trouble a little bit and you just need something to get you out of it and get the guys back in the dugout. Yeah, the other team maybe with just a little hope, but it is so deflating when that double play uh, just takes it away and the comeback does not materialize. That's exactly what happened in game two here as the Rangers take uh, the first two in Cleveland. We've got much more coming up as we will set up what the Rangers hope could be a series sweep, but we'll have more reaction, more analysis of this well-rounded team victory for the Rangers. Stay with us more in a moment. Scoring summary game two of this one, and that is in the third. Man on when Brian Holiday smacks his second home run of the season of Corey Kluber, 2-0 Rangers into the fifth. Jerickson Profar hits his first major league home run since September 26, 2013, 3-0 Rangers. Bottom seven, it's Ranger killer Lonnie Chisenhall with a long two-run home run, and Chisenhall comes up with his eighth career home run against the Rangers. Three to two and things uh, a little anxious now. Top eight Rangers get some much needed insurance runs. Ian Desmond with the opposite field two run double. Holiday and Profar score and it's a 5-2 ball game. Then two batters later Adrian Beltre's turn to get into the act. Deep RBI double to center. Ian Desmond scores and it's six to two, but the Rangers were not done there. This one, a special moment for Fort Laramie native, about 200 miles away in Ohio. Hoying gets his first career RBI in front of friends and family and helping the Rangers to a, what ended up being a seven to three victory. Uh, with 11 hits, seven runs, that coming on the heels of the 9-2 win in Game 1. And Colby Lewis, uh, who we need to talk more about, to haven't talked enough about yet, have we, in this show, improves to 5-0 on the season. He had two really rough starts against Cleveland last year. 
And he, boy, did he make uh, that an absolute uh, memory of the past because he got to work early uh, and often in this game and in just about every at-bat. What was your take on what he did? Well, I like what he did. He got a hit early like he always does. At one point, he had 15 out of 18 first pitch strikes, and that just helps the pitcher relax a little bit, and then he's basically in control of the at-bat. And Colby Lewis, the key for him, is hitting that outside corner with that fastball and then backing it up with that slider and then inching off the plate and having those right-handed batters swing at it and that left-handed batter swing over the top of it. So another great job by Colby. And once again, he didn't uh, allow too many walks, a couple of walks. And if you ask him, that's two walks too many. But uh, just a tremendous job getting ahead all day long, and he was in control from the start. When I asked you in the pregame, Darren, about him uh, coming off that last start when he didn't make it uh, through six innings, I said, how would he respond? You said, no worries at all for Colby Lewis, and you were right on, obviously. Yeah, there's always certain teams, you know, that have your number, but, I mean, if you're throwing 15 out of 18 first pitch strikes, you're always ahead in the count, and it's just a different kind of psyche for the mind when you're like 0-1, 0-2, 1-2, and the hitters, I mean, no hitter wants to hit when it's 0-2, 1-2 because they don't really know Ah, the umpire might call it, might not. And, they, they, you know, you get, like, defensive swings is what we call them. And, I mean, you saw what happened tonight. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Kobe's really happy. I'm sure he's a little disappointed with the two walks at the end, but he might have been getting a little bit fatigued, but it doesn't matter. He still went six set-out innings, and I know he, everybody's happy, and he loved it. No doubt about it. 99 pitches for Colby Lewis, and as we've mentioned, 5-0 uh, now uh, to start the season for the first time in his career. He gave way to Tony Barnett. Uh, Jake Diekman followed, and then we saw Matt Bush come in, and it was you know really the, the first time we have seen him struggle uh, a little bit. Here he's pitching in six of, eight, of the last eight games. Did you see maybe some concerns, Darren, a little fatigue out of him? Um, he may be getting a little bit tired. I mean, he probably hasn't pitched – you know, that much in his career. He came up as a shortstop. You know, when you're in the big leagues, I mean, you know, when you're pitching late in the game like that, those are stressful innings. I mean, it takes a lot out of you. So, uh, you know, sometimes he's pitching multiple innings. When you go out there and you pitch and you got to sit back down and get it cranked up again, and he's throwing, you know, anywhere between 95 and 98 miles an hour, it definitely takes a, you know, it's some taxing on your arms. So hopefully they give him maybe a day or two to kind of catch his breath and relax, maybe go inside, get, get some nice rub down from Raul down there in the clubhouse. <laughs> the biggest cheerleader on the team, by the way. <laughs> I love it. Raul got a shout out. It's about time he, did, he, he got did. one. I did give him a love shout you, out. Raul. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you were on the other end of a few of those along the way, probably. <laughs> Still is? <laughs> <laughs> Might no, be, not huh? No, not now. <laughs> Well, for Matt Bush, this, this entire thing is a learning experience right. for him, not only mentally, but physically. And uh, no doubt this will be another one of those uh, learning experiences for him tonight. Well, that, that's what it's all about. And fortunately, uh, the Rangers have the luxury of, of, of having those learning experiences for guys. It didn't cost a game tonight, uh, which was good. The lead was big enough. And then, you know, Dyson had to come in and put the fire out. But, yes, it, it will serve as a learning experience, and, you know, maybe on both ends. Maybe, you know, they, they figure out, hey, we can't use him as much as often as we have been and just go from there but you know it's tough to not use a guy when he's as effective as Bush has been I mean you come you got a guy coming in throwing 97 98 with a hook and a hammer and you know what is what's the offense going to do they haven't been able to do much so uh, it's tough to say hey just sit down take a rest as opposed to hey jump in there and put this out finish it for us so yeah it's tough
Well, maybe Cole Hamels will come through and uh, go the distance or at least go deep uh, in tomorrow's finale. We will set that up for you when we come back here on Rangers Live, the postgame edition. Wrapping up a 7-3 win and looking at a sweep in Cleveland right after this. Profar Fifth steps inning in of the game tonight. Jurickson Profar going deep in Cleveland. As we've mentioned, his first home run since September 26th of 2013. He has hit safely in all five games uh, since being recalled. So certainly taking advantage of the opportunity. And why not when in Cleveland where you have such good memories? Let's flash back now to his major league debut in the very same ballpark, his first at bat, his first major league plate appearance, and that is exactly what he did. September 2nd, 2012, he became the first player to homer uh, his first time up in a Texas uniform. He was 19 years old at the time. Wow. He loves that ballpark, I would say. Just a baby, huh? Just a baby, then he's still really a baby, but obviously <laughs> so much has happened to him in the meantime. Uh, with the surgeries and now trying to work his way back. It's just, it's got to be great to see what he's done in this time since he's been called up, Max. You know, it really is. He's hitting five straight, you know, since he's been here. And I like that. And he's showing he's a major league player. The one, the, the one other thing that he has to show is that he can stay healthy and that the injury that's kept him out the last couple of years is healed and he's fine. But in, in my mind, he is a everyday major league ball player. I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, I've, I've watched him the last couple months down there in AAA, and the, the guy can hit, man. He can flat out hit. Um, it's just can he, you know, can he stay healthy every day and do it in a big league level? I mean, and that's what everybody wants to see, and it's kind of a good opportunity for him to be up here and show what he can do. So uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a good situation for, uh, for Thad and John Downs to have to figure out. In about another week. No doubt about it. They certainly have had a lot of situations like that, but everybody they have plugged in along the way this season has just stepped up in a big way. Um, so we will obviously keep our eyes on that, among other things on the horizon. Let's look now at the scoreboard tonight. Update a few things happening around the AL West. And boy, it was Seattle just uh, pounding San Diego tonight 16 to 4. Uh, is the final the Mariners uh, just continuing to hit home runs uh, and it was Houston who is getting hot here just a little bit eight to five the final in that one over Arizona you see uh, at the bottom there a couple of games happening later this evening the AL West standings now looking like this with the Rangers uh, now to 31 wins a half game lead over the Mariners and the Astros Hanging in there uh, with their victory and the Angels as well. But the Rangers certainly enjoying the view from the top at the moment of the AL West standings. Welcome back in Dana Larson, Mark McLemore, Darren Oliver here with you after that seven to three victory uh, for the Texas Rangers game two, looking an awful lot like game one of uh, this particular series in Cleveland. Mac, it was just one of those games uh, where it was the perfect recipe for a victory. It, it really was. Once again, the starting pitcher, that's where it starts. Colby Lewis did his thing once again. Uh, six innings, just a couple of hits, a couple of strikeouts, no runs. Uh, his old self established that fastball, used that slider. Uh, tremendous job by Colby. And then once again, the offense is swinging the bat well. Uh, big hits, big nights up from Desmond. 
drove in a couple runs. Profar went deep for his first time this year, so the offense was there and the defense uh, contributed well. They turned a couple more double plays, so uh, that recipe, pitching, hitting, and defense showed up once again. They certainly would like to see more of that in the finale tomorrow, Darren. They've got Cole Hamels going, uh, coming off just his second loss in a Texas uniform. But incredible numbers on the road this year, a 1-6-3 ERA and a 3-0 record. Your thoughts on uh, this particular matchup coming up tomorrow? I was just thinking about the last two games. I mean, we beat a guy that was 7-0. He, he was hot. We beat a former Cy Young winner in Kluber uh, today. And then, you know, tomorrow we get Cole Hamels going against, uh, you know, maybe the back end of the rotation guys. So hopefully, you know, it's a good, it's a good sign for us. Love that. 4.30 will be the pregame uh, with another early start at 5 o'clock up in Cleveland. We'll get you ready for it, of course, on the pregame show. As we continue to wrap up this one, though, we go back to Progressive Field now and check in with Cleveland's manager, Terry Francona, after their loss. He gave up a, you know, the two-run homer to Holiday on a 0-0 fastball that came right back over the middle, and then he gave up a solo to Profar on a change on first pitch. Other than that, you know, he hadn't, you know, they didn't do much, you know, against a pretty good lineup. Then we sent him back out in the eighth, and we were going to have Shaw protect him just because Shaw hadn't pitched for a couple days and just wanted to protect him, but it happened fast. You know, O2 bloop to left. And then the, the, the ball in the gap, you know, and all of a sudden the game got spread out. And state law says everyone in the vehicle has to be buckled up day or night, whether they're in the front or back seat. A message brought to you by Fox Sports Southwest Safe Days of Summer and the Texas Department of Transportation. News and notes from around Major League Baseball. The White Sox have lost seven straight and fallen out of first place in the Central Division. They're currently leading their game, though, uh, against the Mets in the eighth inning tonight. Xander Bogarts has picked up where Jackie Bradley Jr. left off, extended his hit streak to 24 games tonight with a single in the seventh. And the first installment of all-star results are in, and there are no Rangers. Uh, anywhere to be seen and yet here they sit with 31 wins uh, no team in the American League has more than 31 wins and this coming Thursday the Rangers have the day off Fox Sports Southwest will televise the Frisco Rough Riders as they host the Tulsa Drillers at Dr. Pepper Ballpark action beginning at 7 o'clock and uh, one of the Rangers will join the television crew as a guest, so be sure to tune into that Thursday at 7 o'clock right here on Fox Sports Southwest. Once again, a 7-3 victory for the Rangers as they go for the sweep in Cleveland tomorrow. We'll see you at 4.30 for pregame coverage with Mark McLemore and Darren Oliver. Thanks so much for watching, everyone. We leave you now with our final take.